Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago, and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cannabis Legalization News here on a Sunday. You can find me over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. My name is Tom, and we have the letter. We actually have the letter from the HHS to the DEA. That's the Health and Human Services Administrator telling another administrator how to do their job pursuant to the Controlled Substances Act. Um, what does this mean? Is it Schedule 3 already? No, but it's on that path. So we're going to talk all about that. We also have more federal news. We have some federal news about uh, the new Speaker of the House, Representative Mike Johnson from Louisiana. Spoiler alert, not the best on voting records for cannabis legalization. Uh, we have some news out of Arizona, uh, some a lawsuit that was filed. Many of the MSOs have come together. Maybe they watched that one video that I did a couple of months ago about the standing akimbo case. Maybe you haven't checked it out. You really should. You really should. So just like like this video and subscribe and then go check out the craziest way that it could become 
legal. Well, I'll send you the link to that video when we get to it. Uh, Dutchie, we got some news on them. We got some news about MasterCard. We have some news on 31 lawmakers sent a letter to the DEA saying, oh yeah, you better reschedule that. Got some news about Tilray. We have, did you know that scientists have found cannabinoids in a completely different related plant? And also we have a name that strain that is relevant to Halloween. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. This is Cannabis Legalization News. Let's bring on Miggy and go over the news of the week that was Cannabis Legalization for October 29th, 2023. Hey, hey. what's happening? Where are you joining hey. us from? I'm in uh, Port Orford, Oregon. It's, it's a gorgeous day. I'm smoking some uh, garlic mints from uh, local Oregon weed. It's a uh, good smoke. You know, the more I, we do this, I feel like uh, that Willy Wonka, the one with Gene Wilder, you know, right mm -hmm. before they get into the, the ride and it's like, right. come with me and uh -huh. you'll see <laughs> like, like legalization period. Right. Like this whole shit storm going on. It's a, uh, it's interesting. So it's how about that redacted? Oh, oh, don't don't give away the spoiler before we get to the spoiler, Miggy. This was coming <laughs> out of uh, marijuana moment, but shout out to attorney Matt Zorn. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody put in a FOIA, that is a Freedom of Information Act request. Law 360 did, marijuana moment did, marijuana moment broke the story. Ma attorney Matthew Zorn did. They all asked for this letter uh, that was sent by HHS to the district, the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency's lead administrator, Ann Milgram, asking about the eight factors determinative to control of a substance under 21 U.S.C. 8, I think it's supposed to be 811C, uh, mm. not just 811C, that's, uh, I think it's an extra space, but whatever. And okay. they have it. And so uh, the attorney was able to get it first. He put it up on LinkedIn, everybody shared it, and now what does that say? Let's let's look at the actual letter. Uh, here it is on uh, this document cloud. We've tried to blow it up and it's not working. So we're just going to have to kind of do it in browser. I'm going to hit that button so it's a little bit larger. That was August 29th, 2023 when this came out. If you remember, awesome. We were there too. It was it, The <laughs> stocks. I should bring up the chart for the cannabis stocks. It was a pop and a drop in those cannabis stocks that was led on this on August 29th. So, and did you read it? Well, did you look at the letter? This is it. All right. Pursuant to Controlled Substances Act. See, there it is. It is actually 21 USC 811, not 81 space one. BNC, paren one. Uh, the Assistant Secretary for Health and then B5, B5, B5. And I guess B5 must be like the government pleading the fifth where they're like, no, we don't have to do it. We don't have to give them, give them that stuff. But then they say, upon consideration of the eight factors, blah, 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 blah. So they yada, yada, yada the letter for us. It's all black. Right. With the the B5, is that like a reference? Is it an antidote? Like, did you look at this? I didn't even Probably. look at this because as soon as I saw all the gray shit, I was just like, oh, great. Like, why? Like, it makes no sense to, to like, what's so secret in this whole, like, the process is fucked up. The government has done wrong. Oh, I bet that's you know? in here. I bet it's, I bet they gave some, some, uh, I bet they gave a very, um, you know, what do they call that? Public relations or a PC type of response to it, why they didn't have to provide everything. Oh, there it is. Uh, improperly held agency records. Uh, so hopefully they're going to 
wrap up. That's HHS. They are already wrapped up their review by before the end of the year. Uh, signatories on that. Then, no, they don't really get to in this article why it was so redacted, but it was hella, hella redacted. Yeah. And look how short this letter is. It's a one-page letter saying, uh-huh, excuse me, based on these eight things, get it over to Schedule 3. And uh, we have nothing that it says there. I hope that like the word bitch was like redacted. That'd be hilarious. Like, bitch, you're going to be moving this pursuant to these eight factors. But I highly doubt it, you know? I just don't get the, like, why even? Like, it, the, the, the semantics of the, uh, like, here's your, the thing you asked for. and We're going to black out half the, like, like actual it's a one like, page letter it's a like, one page letter what inner conversation i mean like what we just can't see people shit talking about how wrong or whatever you know like yes we know it's uh, is it before the public comment period is that why it's this blacked out you know yeah uh, but, I mean, you know, that, dude, if you're done exactly. us and, and you're stoked about schedule three weed so are we um click that oh, like yeah. button uh, and then subscribe and tune in and, and there's a video that i did about the, the, the not this. This video about Schedule 3 and what it means, that'll be coming up soon. I did another one today. That's why I'm wearing this thing. Uh, about how to get a cannabis license next year. But, uh, look at that. It is a one page. That's it. The, the vast majority of this page is the address to Ann Milgram. You know, a bazillion <laughs> lines. And then it's just, hello. What is legible? your schedule it. Yeah. Is that all it says? Is that what we can read? Because again, once I saw how blacked out this thing was, I was just like, I'm done. Like it's not, yeah. even, you know, your department. It's it, it's a it's a weak gesture. It, it, it's so annoying uh, yeah. uh, as a citizen. So oh well, uh, get used to it. You know? Well, especially with the new speaker. Oh, ah, uh, new speaker. It's the like worst. That. There he is. Nice transition, Miggy. I'm doing Thank that. You. Uh, it's all that Oregon fresh air. Newly elected GOP House Speaker voted against numerous marijuana measures, including banking, research, and legalization. Again, out of the marijuana moment. Shout out to Kyle Yeager and the marijuana moment. So what is this new speaker of representative from Louisiana, a Republican named Mike Johnson? They reviewed his, his voting on cannabis. Terrible. It, it would be terrible if you are going to translate it into charles barkley well the guy seems like a terrible human being i mean he's, he he says like uh he blames women's rights for like present day mayhem but you know, everybody lives in this weird really 1950 cloud where they're you know because jesus stuff and and it's just sad that uh, uh wow. this guy is gonna be the epitome of what the republican party are now like this whole clean to uh the bible and everything's wrong right like the, the fear margin i don't see much going on with mike johnson the guy who name sounds like it was created in jet gpt remember yes mike johnson i agree with mike johnson and jack jordan but it was that it was the, the old futurama where jim jansen and jan jimson or something were running against <laughs> each other but the the long and the short of this story the net net as we call it sometimes mm. He has never voted for cannabis legalization. He has always staunchly been opposed toward yeah. cannabis legalization. He uh, maybe it has to do with him being a Republican. Just saying, if we treated D's and R's as if they were just data points, and I wasn't trying to like interpret one or the other as being better, but somebody watching this would be like, Duh, they hate they hate Republicans. Yeah. Anyway. 
But that's there the it is. We don't. Hate. Hey, uh, but the party itself. We're, we're hating at him. No, but this guy is also the epitome of reefer madness. Like, he thinks it's a gateway drug, right? This is who is in charge, right? Him and then yeah. and then the, they're, they're leading a candidate. Like, it's just a bunch of dumbasses if they could, you know, and I don't well, care because there's dumbasses on the other side too, but yeah. it's it just their present leadership has no, like, so far we've got the CHIPS Act, uh, you know, Biden at least made a directive where, I mean, it's a shitty redacted document we got, but there's moves being made, right? Like yeah. the whole legalization, the fact that you and I are going to be part of a store like almost 50 when I used to sling weed and now the only way to really make money at full this, circle, right? That's what I'm saying though. It's like, <laughs> but like the business side, a whole different state with a whole <laughs> different level of rules. Yeah, exactly. But like right. the rules, that's, what's going to be in place. Like, you know, the, once the, this the is cannabis, picked, there are rules. That's like the difference. Like 30 well, years ago, rules. there were no rules. Well, oh, yeah, you know, it was it was illegal. There were rules, but then they were unenforceable illegal rules. Now there are actual rules. Well, the the before time when when the the, the rules were was handled right at, at your own accord, and uh, people when you did business, you know, it, it's it's it was violence, right? Now there's lawsuits. Now the police are on my side if, as a business owner. If some you shit got happens, rights. you got right. right. Exactly. So that, I mean, this the the progress of legalization. That's what is slowly like. And again, I, I I'm in Oregon, another state. I transferred over. I bought some more weed at a store. Like I showed my ID. Sure, it was great. It's Oregon. They have yeah. good stuff there. And, and, and High quality, like, low prices. Oregon everybody weed. should have this a store, right? Like an option just to like not go to a shady. It's about safe access, not just about the quality of the plant, but also just the how you go through it, get to it. You know for trues hey do you want to like read one of this uh ass hats and again me calling him an asset has nothing to do with him being a republican it has everything to do with this tweet right here uh here it is he tweeted this guess when he tweeted this uh it's, at what time when small businesses are closing daily and americans continue to lose their job what's speaker pelosi's priority unfortunately it's not securing critical aid it's marijuana her first aid package mentioned marijuana more than jobs. And now this, this is nonsense. That was a tweet, hopefully actually made by him and not AI like our show descriptions are. Um, but it was Democrat priorities, legalizing marijuana, Tiger King bill. So there, there's a hint about when this might have been. Small business assistance and bipartisan COVID-19 re relief did not appear. This was less about three years ago, uh, December 1st, 2020. Do you think his his priorities on weed have changed since he was using it as a pejorative? No. And again, this is the kind of person who's more worried about what goes on in your bedroom than uh, anything else, right? Like fundamental rights are not a thing for these people, even though they, they just I just find it ironic that the the people who talk about uh, love thy neighbor are like the opposite of. You know, because marijuana is jobs. Marijuana is healthcare. Marijuana yeah, it is always it always like strikes me as funny that the Republicans are the ones that do not want abortions, and then as soon as you're born, they just treat you like shit. They just <laughs> treat you like shit. It's like you have to be born. You're fucked. Got bootstraps. You gotta, you gotta get the bootstraps. Well, yeah. like my kids, you know, they're all turning, you know, 18 now. And, and it's like, you know, the world thinks that all of a sudden you're going to like, you're an adult. You, you you can do things. And and it's hard, man, unless you got real support and, and people. But 
cash flow. Yeah. That's what we're yeah, trying to get in 2024. It is yeah, the year yeah. of cash flow. And anyway, uh, getting into Speaker Candidate Johnson. Now oh, he's no longer Mike Speaker Johnson. Candidate. Speaker Johnson and his uh, voting record on cannabis legalization. We got some NVs, which are the best. His best is he was not there to vote. That was his best. He was absent. That's why he was not voting. Uh, remove uh, remove protections for universities that study marijuana. Yes, in 2021. Remove restrictions on research and supporting legalization. No. Remove restrictions on research and supporting legalization. No. He's voted no on that twice. Ease marijuana restriction barriers in 2022. No. And again, we are not saying vote Democrat. We are saying that don't vote for this guy. That's what we're saying. Do not vote for this guy. And he is the Speaker of the House for the Republican Party. Maybe you should also not vote for them in the elections that are coming up next week for many of the state offices and oh, next shit, year yeah. for all of the federal ones. Marijuana banking. No, no. Legalize. No. Or not vote. Not vote. Just I was I was getting um, I was at the dentist, let's say. Well, I, th I think the. You know, here's here's how I see it. It's like, it's, like I said in the, in the beginning of the show, was, you know, this is like a, a nightmare tunnel ride, right? Where the steps are not as blatant or easy, or people who have their interests, you know, the the self, the interests of fellow Americans or citizens or you know, however you the constituents, right? It's that's not really what's happening because if that was the case, legalization could would happen like right away. Like, like what other issues besides wars in other countries? You know, I mean, there's always like, you know, homelessness and, and other like uh, food insecurities. There's lots of shit. But the great injustice is legalization, like science and the law, right? Like when we get the store and once I get revenues coming in, I really hope to start doing like a cow lab. I like to make more content on the actual like the science of the measurement because that's what I do for a living on, on the electrical side. So I think. You know, that's how kind of like we, you and I kind of meet where you got the law side and then I, you know, the understanding side, the, the, the actual science -y type stuff. I will, I will go over the B, the books and records and the PLs with the Cal Lab for you to make yeah. sure that we reallocate the cash flows appropriately. Uh, net vet present value calculations will be involved, maybe are also involved in this story out mm. of Beard Bros. Shout out to Beard Bros. Tell them to come on the podcast, by the way. Uh, Bank of America, MasterCard, and the NRA make for some strange partners lobbying for marijuana banking reforms. This is out of BeardBrosFarms.com. Evidently, uh, these guys have gotten together to lobby for uh, changes in the banking for cannabis. That's the SAFER Act, the Secure yeah. and Fair Enforcement Regulation Banking Act. I mean, I guess if you're going to have a group, because I mean, that's all the NRA is just professional lobbyists, right? Like there's, they really don't have no interest in, in, in like guns because like if they would, they'd be advocating for medical patients rights as far as like, like how many times has this been an issue? But I mean, the fact that they're championing the safe begging, but do, it, will it go anywhere with uh, Mike Johnson, uh, you know, being a speaker? Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan, Jinx Jenkins. Mike Johnson, yes, the uh, you know, I I just don't see you know Mike Johnson doing anything for anybody. Uh, it's different than my dingling. That was a hell of a song. <laughs> but uh, and then here's what Beard Bros also does. Besides the the crux of the issue that the press release was sent on Cannabis Wire, saying that the Bank of America, Mastercard, and the National Rifle Association are all 
lobbying for safe banking in the cannabis industry. They do a good job of their H tagging and then also they're interlinking and then are linking out. So Beard Bros uh, Farms should uh, they should do more interlinking. They are not uh, linking into their own sites as, as much. You know, but that's that's my only gripe. Other than that, they, they do a pretty decent job of tagging. Um, and then they have a yeah. huge like you know following, so it's allowed them to. I think get they've their done message well. Out. Good, good. Well, media. they have cash flows. They have cash flows, and so like they own dispensaries. So like just how we have cash flows mm-hmm. and we have cannabislegalizationnews.com, maybe one day we could use that to create cannabis legalization, and we could we could then cite to our own website on the show. Right. And that, but you know the time. It's about that time, which means that you guys have uh, joined us for 20 minutes. Thank you so much. We really do yes. uh, appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't, because we have some new videos coming out. and You might want to see them and you might want to get in this industry. Here is a break by our, by our sponsor. Good news, everybody. After eight minutes, the YouTube algorithm really doesn't care what you do. And we've updated our page over at Collateral Base. That's right, we have our new homepage. And uh, we tried to link sculpt the things that we do, our joint ventures, the cannabis licenses, selling LLCs, business disputes, especially amongst partners that have cannabis licenses and business valuations. You can check that out over at CollateralBase.com. And, uh, you know, it's... That is our lead sponsor, Collateral Base. If you want to sponsor the podcast, get in touch with us. You can. Maggie, you hit a button. Yeah, I'm on my phone, so I'm trying to figure out the, uh, so I can see the chat sometime. I can only do one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah, me too. I try to do more than one thing at a time, but usually just results in me screwing things up. Uh, and then if you uh, have any questions, I wanted you to be able to go to or you can book some time with me. Hey, sit down. Let's talk. Let's talk about your cannabis business. If you're out there right now, I'm going to drop a comment. It is going to be a bit.ly link. It'll be a bit.ly link to that. That is where you can get me at my cheapest price. I, I am are, no longer $400 an hour. What states are open now? Uh, currently, we are serving Maryland. We're serving New York. Uh, New Jersey's still open. We are, we are eagerly waiting for Missouri and Illinois next round. Uh, we're really excited about Minnesota, Ohio, uh, and then Kentucky. Uh, and then there's new North Carolina that has something on the horizon. Uh, people continue to say that there might be another round in Florida. We don't think that's going to be a thing, uh, but those are the states. So Ohio, 50 social equity licenses next year. Illinois, maybe another 50 social equity licenses. Missouri, another 48 social equity licenses. Uh, Minnesota is going to take pretty much the whole year to study, which is really, really cool. But that should be a limited market state. There's an election coming up. We'll see if Virginia finally gets back into the fray uh, because they got yunkened. And that's the the bad thing about that. Don't forget Kentucky and uh, Ohio. You know, we we got these coming up. Ohio's got two things. It's got women's rights and weed. So I hope those people show up. It is. And then when I was reading my local paper today, I saw the stigma against what we do for a living done uh, in my face. And uh, like we have this Ohio uh, article here now, but uh, this, so I'm reading my local paper and it's talking about the election that's coming up here in about a week, week and a couple of days. 
and they had uh, those various states. Cannabis was not mentioned once, and the only ballot measure they talked about in Ohio was question one about uh, abortions and when your right to that procedure should expire, and Mm -hmm. not question two about legalizing weed, which the Ohio governor is now similar to what, uh, not Leslie, no. South Dakota? Yeah, what was South Dakota's? Governor Nome. Nome, Nome. yeah. Governor Nome in South Dakota, just like when they legalize, they're like, oh, our people are stupid and wrong. And so we're not going to listen to them. Uh, And and that may happen in Ohio. They're reporting this out of Marijuana Moment. Shout out to Ben Adelin. Or how do you think he pronounces his name? A-D-L-I-N. I'd say say Adelin. All right. right. Well, Ben, if we're wrong, please tell us. Anyway, less than two weeks ahead of Election Day. Yeah, come on, man. Tell us stuff. Governor Mike DeWine. So if you think Mike DeWine is biased toward alcohol... Would he have the name, like, of the wine? DeWine? (laughs) He's talking to local TV stations about his opposition to Issue 2, a ballot initiative to legalize adult-use marijuana in the state. But newly released data on campaign fundraising indicates they have an edge. They've raised four times the money. And uh, they're trying... He's thinking it's going to be confused with Issue 1, protecting access to contraception, fertility, and abortion. Downplayed the poll, showing popular support for both proposals. Downplayed the, like, you have been shown the evidence. This is what people want. What people want is incongruous, sorry about using these Harvard words, incongruous with what your belief is. And you will say, my belief does not need your data confusing it. I know I'm right. <laughs> you know, I, I just... We don't have I nice things. Know, yeah, well, and I'm old enough to remember when the Republican Party was not the party of people who got trophies all, all the time. Right? Like, I mean, that's all these people are, like, trying to cheat and, and, like, disenfranchise, like, actual... The populace, which is... But they, they want to make you believe that you're the asshole. You know what I'm They do. And it doesn't yeah. really make any sense, but... They politi- they politicize uh, they politicize a flower that people smoke in in, in bowls. Uh, this yeah. this this prevents me from being able to get a job at our, our federal government. Oh yeah, I, I can't get a contract with the. And again, the science yeah. has in the law have never met. There was never a, a cohesive. Oh, I was you know, talking to a doctor earlier, and and he was just perplexed that somebody hurt himself and he's like, oh, you need an MRI. You've probably uh, torn that ligament, but the insurance is going to require him to get an X-ray, which will not show the muscle or the ligament tissue busted up. It will show the bones. Mm -hmm. So it's completely worthless. But as a doctor, he can't say do this. It depends on what the insurance will pay for. And then they're going to do it that way. Well, and again, that's that, that's fucked up when you have uh, an entity in charge of healthcare or anything like that, like decisions for, uh, you know, the average Joe person. So, what else we got? We're true. 
Oh, yeah. moving on to the next one. We uh, This one will not be our stock news. We have some really uplifting stock news, but this one is pretty good. And uh, and you know why do I think it's usually stock news? Because shout out to greenmarketreport.com. Don't forget to check out greenmarketreport.com. Dutchie countersues ScanSource over the 17.1 million in unpaid goods claimed. This is out of Adam Jackson. Uh, and so they have countersuit. This is an interesting thing. This was in my uh, uh, cannabis legalization Google news alert. And it was actually out of September 6th, it says. And so I'm like, man, how did that get through? Why did this get on the the news report? But whatever. Um, They's beefing. And so that's what happens in disputes. You get sued, you sue them. Well, 17 million, you're you're talking not... That's enough to fight over. Chump change, yeah. I mean, that's why I think it'd be news, right? This is, uh, what would you call it? Like uh, money that probably, uh, you know, both of these pro- uh, entities have probably some sort of investment groups behind them. And now you're talking, they're fighting over a legit chunk of change that could fund something. Yeah, it's you know? 17 million bucks, but Dutchie uses its, um, they, they are both, it uses its pipes to do the trafficking. And so like Dutchie okay. and Leafly, they use their their systems to do transactions in cannabis and then help dispensaries sell more weed. That mm. duh. And that's what kind of what they're their e-com. They're not the only e-com in the industry, right. but they're some of the largest e-com players in the industry. And when mm. you peel away the regulations that are out there, it's all e-com. And, and then is it do you have the right to sell it like you're doing it? So like THCA flower and like all the, uh, we got the cruise chews in. I got to like, we have a Cheech and Chong affiliate code that they want us to do. I'll make sure they send you some cruise chews too. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, it's, it's, that's what it's about. And so somebody in that, in that chain between like Dutchie helping them sell that weed and then the other guys like evidently like not doing it, but the source said the software alleged didn't purchase goods that it had ordered worth approximately 17.1 million bucks. So like, you know how like, you know, um, Uber might cancel rides, but then yeah. somebody's like, hey, okay, all right. So we're talking about $17 million of goods. So this one company is like, hey, you said you helped us sell $17 million of the week. And they go, no, we did not. And so they're going to sue the other guys right back. But it's all about the cash flows because then you got to hire like a law firm uh, and and high and like fight those motherfuckers and the, the law firm's going to charge you like tens of thousands of dollars a month right. as opposed to 17 million so you use those what, cash flows to pay lawyers i i, I get, you know i've been watching a lot of uh business shows as of late but uh, um i just so I, I mean how do you get to that point if, if it's product they're buying right like uh you know it's funny in the legacy market and then in business market there's always like a, a word that you can use like that is makes like legit business so uh, you know like in the traditional market you call it a front but uh you know in the in real business it can be consignment right like but in in lawsuits it's called allegations and so uh they they say according to the 360 law 360 it's a publication for lawyers uh, mm. dutch 
accuses ScanSource of not breaching its contracts, but also delaying placement of 35,000 orders that they purchased from a company called Elo Touch Solutions for touchscreen monitors. It indicated that Dutchie conveyed time-sensitive nature of the deliveries, but ScanSource's alleged uh, delays compounded Dutchie's delivery timeline, which already spans six to eight months. And then they said they requested a 12% annual interest rate on a multi-million dollar order, but Dutchie refused that claim, saying such terms were never originally agreed upon. This could all be bullshit. This could all be a company that didn't have any money, that still doesn't have any money, trying to still get out of paying for services that they've taken. I mean, that, that amount of product, you're, you're talking like pretty much a growth, right? Like, I, I mean, essentially what you're saying is like, you're obligated to do this growth. But why would you want to buy that much product? Because, I mean, I know weed always sells, but I think you're better off in smaller batches, you know, at yeah. least when it comes to quality. But No, I mean, you're always... You want to be able to sell it so it's consumed. Yeah. I don't want to sit in a warehouse. Or at least sell it. And so, like, if yeah. you sell it, and then it, why do you think sales happen at a dispensary? Because why will we have sales at, at any dispensary in Illinois? Because that stuff is getting closer. It has an expiration date. And so if that expiration yeah. date's like nine months out from the time you stock it on your shelves, you know that in six months you're putting that inventory, if it's still there, on sale. So that right. it will not be there after another three months. You're going to mark it down substantially. That's why you use discounts. You don't just have yeah. discounts. You use them because otherwise, if that's still there and it's now expired, you have to destroy it. You have to like grind it up and throw it away. And you've already paid for it, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah. It, um, and again, quality. It's not just the 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 fact that eventually you're going to have to trash it, but it also degrades, right? Like the the, the plant itself is changing, you know, with the terpene profiles and the uh, and whatnot. So. Uh, again, you you have it's faster to push weight, like that's the only way you make money in this game. Like that's the circle of life when it comes to like dealing, right? Like I knew at a certain point I was like, this is not I I can't push weight. I, I push quarter pound at the most, but like I was never like, you know, I pick up a pound for myself and break it up, and then that would be it. But to like pay bills and and to be like, you have to have a fucking store. You have to have uh uh, uh the Again, it's like a Willy Wonka, but in the new one coming out, you know, uh, uh, if you own the store, you control the chocolate or whatever. So yep. it, it'll be nice to have. It will be. You know what else will be nice to have? Mm. A strain for Halloween. And so we're about halfway through the program. We're going to place and that name that strain. And then after that, we've got a big news story. Uh, one of the... the there was two huge news stories this week. And the first one was the Schedule 3 letter, which was highly redacted. Thank you for joining us. Uh, that was really a nothing burger because it was a one-page letter and you couldn't read any of it. It just yeah. cited the law. The other thing that was really cool is a lawsuit that was filed that we're going to cover next. But I, I need to pull something up because it's like a, that YouTube that I did uh, not not even back in the day, like a few months ago. It was hilarious that I did this YouTube. Uh, when did I do this one? It was not that long ago. It was two months ago. And so then I did this YouTube two months ago, and then this story broke, which is just like freaking nuts. Just like the, the, the lawsuit that they filed. But 
No? Let's let's go over the strain first. Let's do some yeah, name yeah. that strain and then and then hit it up after that. Yeah. Right on. Doesn't that look good, everybody? That's that, let's say uh, when Bob Hope was doing those USO tours back in the forties and fifties and shit. Uh, this is who you're we're fighting for, boys. Right there. Right Very there. fuzzy. Yeah, that's a, that is a well manicured, not fucked up at all nugget with uh, some pretty decent red hair. And those red hairs may portend, Harvard verb, about uh, what the name of this strain is. Uh, mm -hmm. And as a result, uh, Hellfire is kind of a clue. Oh, shit. Uh, I've done that again. But uh, that, that's another huge clue. And so it's OG Kush crossed with SF OG Kush. Uh, this is a Halloween strain. And the the fire looking of, of those hairs are uh, more of the clues. It's fucking pretty ass bud. I haven't seen bud that red in a long time. Yep. That's Sorry, that's yeah. really close. That's really, really close. Uh, yep. And there you go. It's a Hellfire OG. Beautiful red hairs. Uh, yeah. Pumpkin Kush is a pretty good like guess on that one. But that is a Hellfire yeah. OG, perhaps named because of those red hairs uh, looking like a Hell's Fire. Like, you know, you can. It no, doesn't it kind of resemble a fire, you know? Something terrifying, almost. But, like, it's weed, so you know it's not scary. But they got those red hairs, like <laughs> like the, the big red flames on, on a fire. It is a Californian hybrid strain. Crosses mm. Rascals OG Kush and SF OG Kush. Robust and powerfully euphoric addition to the OG family tree. Hellfire OG is the perfect THC powerhouse for the cannabis veteran. It carries a signature OG smell of lemon, diesel, and earthy spice. Happy Halloween, everybody. Have some of that uh, Hellfire OG. And remember, no one cares, your cares about your kid to put candy or weed into candy. Yeah, uh, that's right. Nobody, nobody would waste this on a child. Let's be <laughs> honest. Nobody would put that in, in, in candy. That's just, that is some of that, that bullshit that we were led to believe by Nancy Reagan and Dare 40 years ago. And it was bullshit. What, what, what would a gram of that you think go for in uh, Illinois? Oh, a gram of that, maybe like 10 to $15. So you guys are in that range now where you can get some quality bud from 10 to 15? No. Um, yes. Uh, it's getting there. We need more uh, supply. And so there's only 10 craft growers online. Mm -hmm. We need 150 craft growers online. And then we would have good supply, a lot of choice of product selection. And that's what brings the price down. Like The funniest thing is like you're over in Oregon now. Uh, in Washington, you know, Seattle, when you're just mm -hmm. living, your wholesale prices, I'm sorry, your retail prices are our wholesale prices. So yeah. you go and you buy a great eighth for 25, 30 bucks. I got to go pay 50 to 60. That's why I was asking because, uh, I mean, I know that's just going to be what it is. It's the market. Like, I hate that 
legalization has made it so expensive for like because it is medicine but like you know just now we home it's tax-free right and yeah. so it's tax-free for illinois when it's medicine so i can go get an eighth uh, in the medical area for if it's like on sale because it's approaching expiration or something 40 bucks uh, it's okay. fine but then like if i have selection then i have to be willing to go up to 60. If I want mm. that particular brand, that flavor. Okay. So we don't have a lot of selection. You go to buy in Washington or in Oregon, you have selection and price. Uh, yeah. Illinois might not have selection and price for another three to five years. And I honestly think Oregon has a lot better than Washington. Like we have good weed in Washington, but Oregon, I passed, I think, fucking several wineries coming away here, you know, and was, as we talked before, you know, uh, places that have, uh, Territorial or um, what's terroir. Word for yeah, terroir. Appalachians. So like, fucking Oregon definitely has its own, especially the culture too. You know, there's uh, the glass cultures based out of here. Uh, a lot of the early glass blowers, uh, Bob Snodgrass and whatnot, were all in Eugene. So I think the qualities. I'm always curious, like how the weed's going to be over in Illinois, because of the dirt here versus what's out there. You know, I'm I haven't experienced your weed yet. Really, really oh, it. yeah. Well, you'll come out soon enough. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, let's let's just kind of go to uh, the larger story. And this is great. And this was the second largest story of the week. Third, uh, no, no, this is not what I was looking for. And so that's that gets back to we should have somebody that produce the show. Um, not to deschedule weed. Where is the lawsuit? Oh, the um, the company suing the federal government. Now, I had questions about that. So that I mean, once they initiate a lawsuit, right? It's about knowing paperwork. It doesn't mean it has to get heard, there does it? It doesn't get heard like automatically. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. And so there's that. Here it is. This was the other one. And so there's there's two more pieces of federal news, and we had pulled up the wrong one. Uh, this one is marijuana companies sue attorney general to block enforcement of unconstitutional federal prohibition. Uh, we've been saying this over at the firm for like 13 years, um, yeah. but uh, we, we don't have their money or their cash flows. It's too bad I didn't grow up with Sammy Dorf. My life would be very different. Uh, anyway, Verona Holdings is uh, one of the plaintiffs on this case, and they're suing the attorney general of the United States. They're going for it. They are trying to invalidate the constitutionality of the laws. This is just like this YouTube video that we put out not that long ago. This one only came out like two months ago. It's been viewed like about 50,000 times. I'll just go ahead and drop that back into the views that are right there right now uh, and check that one out. Maybe they checked it out and then drafted and finally got on file that complaint right there filed on october 26th of this year to invalidate the federal marijuana laws why it's a is, good complaint read it on friday i mean well yeah you, you know you do even have the our original facebook group was titled marijuana is laws unconstitutional right so i mean right. it's all yeah. the reference that even you know you've been talking about this for years it's the exact same thing yeah yeah why is it that this one particular group, because everybody always says, oh, you know, why don't they sue Biden or whatever, whoever's in charge of the time? 
but like why is such a thing so expensive right like why why couldn't just somebody from kentucky file a lawsuit like this like independently oh okay let me tell you why billions of dollars we are talking about an industry worth billions of dollars and you're talking mm -hmm. about it in uh the federal court for the federal laws why do you think some podunk guy in uh alabama or arkansas would have the coin to be able to pay one of the most connected lawyers in the country tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars a month to do everything that their power can give them to win this case but i mean like just the file because it, right their reasonableness the reasonableness of the fee and like the costs, it is hundred. It's it's tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars to uh, advance and to uh, prosecute this type of case in, uh, you know, to even like have a chance of winning. Uh, so it, that's why that guy can't because he can't afford the lawyer unless that farmer is like married to a lawyer or like also a lawyer. They can't and then a good lawyer who's like fucking connected. They hired like the Boises or Boyce. What's the name of the law firm they hired? It was like a, a guy who used to be like Obama's lawyer or something like, you know, he's been in the, uh, he's really connected. So like there's the law Boyce Schiller. Yeah, okay. that's it. But so the, like, this is one of the most famous law firms connections to the federal government that's out there. David Boyce and John Schiller. And so, like, this is being heard because the guy is so connected, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, is that how, like, the whole... Yes. Awesome. Some of <laughs> the retainer may included um, substantial fees going to PR people to make these headlines. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's strategy behind it when you hire these guys, yes. too, right? Like, yeah. Yes. Still. I, I just find it, like, uh, you know, this is why we can't have nice things, because the average citizen's like to be heard we aren't an what, average you know? like america america is an exceptional country it's not an average country <laughs> if you want to be an average country go to europe where they take care of their people or go to canada um oh, america's an exceptional country where if you're not exceptional you're fucked yeah i i fucking hate that but it's also true like I don't think it's the best way to run a company, by the way, or like a, a, and by company, I mean country. And, and so they, they need to not do that. However, some people that are rich are shit and they're like, no, I get everything. Fuck you. I get everything. No, I'm paying for this. I get everything. And then, I mean, um, yeah, that's, that's how like 90% of business works. I mean, it's fucking dystopian. You know, because as we get closer, I'm just like realizing like things I want to do, and the only way I could have do it is because of what we are about to embark on. It comes to like the business, you know, and yeah. and uh, you know sometimes it's gross, but I, I think with us though, it's not you know transparencies. It, it can be good. I think business can be a win-win, right? It doesn't have business like, is oh. mostly good. That's yeah. the, that's one of the reasons why America is great. Uh, there are yeah. rules and, and you get to play by them and then you yeah. can, you can do what you can, but, um, uh, it's, it's not nice. You know, there's, exactly. the, there's incentive to subvert truth. There's an incentive to like 
have a brand experience. You know, there's yeah. there's all these types of things that you want because you want to protect the cash flows. Um, and oh, we yeah. don't teach people that shit. And so that's that's stupid that we don't teach well, people like, oh, you know, the Milgram experiment. Like, why do you or not uh, Milgram experiment is a different one. You know, because the, the, the one with like, if you make somebody get paid for believing something, they'll believe it. Oh, sure. But there's also like a, a balance of like greed is good versus like, you know, community. You know, I, I, I and I think that's where uh, everybody needs to try and uh, find that line. Did I freeze or you freeze? Oh, no. No, I didn't freeze. I was reading the um, the complaint. And um, yeah, so they they have various like areas of the complaint, but then they just have claims for relief and constitutes Article One and Amendment Nine, Nine and Ten. That's um, interesting. I would have thrown in like a fourteen, but whatever. Um, and then also a five. Um, so is it going to be heard then? Is it actually going to be something? No, that... they're going to file a motion to dismiss. The states will okay. like. This is how litigation works. Here's my complaint, bitch. Pay me. And then they're like, uh-uh, dismiss this. You ain't got shit. Also, Ooh. bitch. Like, you know, comma. And then, but, um, okay. and then you, right? no, that, that's just a, a, a first determination. And then oh. you usually get through the motion to dismiss. And then after you get through the motion to dismiss is uh, you, you go to the um, discovery phase. And then the point of discovery is to determine if there's sufficient facts that are undisputed in the record that you can dispose of a matter through summary judgment, which is right. there's just no factual issues at play anymore. I am entitled to the judgment as a matter of law. The easiest to prove on this typically is loaning money. So if you get loaned money and you don't dispute that you were loaned the money, um, it's quite easy to then say, all right, well, you owe this guy X amount of dollars and you can take care of that in summary judgment. But let's mm. say it was medical malpractice and there are numerous factors to determine whether or not what that doctor did was not within the standard of care. And so that's something that would go to a jury and is very fact spent, uh, mm. you know, fact intensive based on yeah. testimonies and, and experts and all that. And so that would never settle through motion for summary judgment. Uh, motion for summary judgment is there's this piece of law out there that just takes care of this or these facts that are undisputed that, you know, as applied to this matter of law, takes care of this. And then that's how kind of litigation works. But, you know, Americans don't know that. They don't. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing. That's why there's, you know, so many lawyer jokes out there, but also, this is the second lawsuit suing uh, 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 an AG. So, Ken, because remember the first one was uh, the one with the football player and the little girl. Um, and I think that got dropped because they were suing Pete Sessions and then he was no longer AG or, right? I, I, I don't uh, No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, uh, I don't recall that one. Yeah. There was another uh, attempt to sue, uh, uh, you know, uh, the attorney general, but my... Uh, my question is, can can but can this lawsuits actually do anything? Can they actually like, you know, create results that like help people? You know, like it wouldn't legalize it per se, but oh, this would. This might actually legalize it quicker really? than Schedule Three because the Schedule Three might take a few more years. And as like a business owner, I'm like, well, mm -hmm. when do we not have to worry about IRC 280E? When does it actually take effect? Because the taxes are very often a, like. 
there's substance over form, which really only comes up in tax law. And so yeah. if the substance of the matter is that we're in schedule three, why are you going to say that we need to pay you? You know, like you knew and because it's not effective. Is that it? But then like if something's effective immediately, it would be effective upon uh, a, a court opinion being issued that says that this is unconstitutional and, and then you don't have to pay that tax. Uh, and, but then if it's through a rulemaking process, would we not have to pay that tax until those rules become effective like two years in the future? And then it's it's like the, the, the tax regulators don't want us to do some chicanery with like corporate formation to try to like pass the buck of where the tax should actually fall. Mm-hmm. Then why are they allowed to do it through the rulemaking process? I mean, it's, it's called, you know, substance over form. The form of it is that it's schedule three. Why do you care about the substance if the rules don't become effective for another like 12 months? Why are you going to like double tax us now and make us pay taxes on gross profits as opposed yeah. to net revenue? You know, and then this is kind of like the the, the 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 gray area of business, right? Like I, as when I used to be a traveling tech, I uh, uh, serviced a company that actually makes topical liquid cocaine, right? And I, yeah. I imagine like this horrible drug, uh, uh, or everything about the process would be like people would get written off and treated like a regular business, right? Like a an investment that, like any business, but cannabis is not that. Right. You know, whether it be the grower who gets screwed or, or, or you know, like the shops, the store will have more uh, rights than a grower. Right. Like as far as like write offs go when it comes to like the employees or whatnot. Uh, the growers have a lot more rights to the write offs because of yeah. this thing. Um, it is cogs. And so your cost of goods sold. So you can't if you're making the product a lot of your costs are to go toward that making of the product. If you're selling the product, if you're doing the retail sales of it, then you're just trafficking. And so that's the way that IRC 280E works. It's not on the cost of the goods, the inventory that you're making. And so there's some very aggressive uh, tax allocation strategies. I can't remember the provision of the IRC right now. I'd have to look at my notes. But... um, you know, there's ways that you can stack inventory to try to get around IRC 280E. Or like, what if we took our profit distributions as a royalty? To uh, We lended our likeness to that dispensary. That's why it did well. And so we, we don't book it as profits. We book it as a royalty payment. Uh, right. There's all of these types of, of silly chicanery things. And they kind of have that like in the in the lawsuit, you know. I, I love these types of allegations, the but for allegations. But for this, that would not have happened. And so, like, okay. uh, you know, but for the CSA, plaintiffs would have access to the full range of financial services available to other manufacturers and distributors in the United States. Same thing, you know, but for the CSA, plaintiffs would not have mm. to result to this type of uh, tax shenanigans to avoid trafficking in a controlled substance or a schedule two, one controlled substance, which is the funniest thing because weed is not a drug. A drug is like caffeine. The coffee bean is not a drug. You don't uh, it, we're talking about cocaine, mm. right? Cocaine schedule yeah. two. That is not the coca plant is coca. Is, is the coca plant schedule two? Is the coca plant scheduled? Is it? I don't know. 
That, that's I don't think question. the Coca plant scheduled. So there you go. I mean, so why is the plant schedule one? Why is mm. it scheduled at all? It's a plant. And then regulate the cannabinoids like you're talking with the uh, the hemp act. Because then that's a drug. Now we're yeah. talking about a drug. We're talking about you take the coca leaf, you make a cocaine, you take the, the cannabis flower, you extract it, and you make a, a vape cartridge or, or something like that, an extract. Uh, you, you process it so that it is the drug. Now you have more of a Schedule three substance. But it's just the it's just t cannabis sativa L. But how would you categorize the little flower then for, for consumption purposes? Like, I mean, uh, I put drug? it in the ATF, the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms and explosives. I would say yeah. it is a taxed plant. And so this plant is going to, and then with alcohol, and this is not alcohol, by the way. This is a little secret. Unless you're in Minnesota, then it's not. Then it's just some trail magic. And so if you have not been to Minnesota for uh, drinkables, you should. But uh, Minnesota has the best drinkable cannabis platform in the country. Uh, and this is one of those. It, it is made at a the largest cidery, cidery factor, cider factory in uh, the Twin Cities. And they call it Trail Magic. And it's the only one that is not ridiculously expensive and so you can get this one's five milligrams it's supposed to taste like a margarita uh, no alcohol just a uh, five milligrams of thc uh three dollars and 85 cents delivered to your house and you get a good experience from it good feeling good um oh it's great yeah yeah so i got a question then you know everybody out there well, is cannabis a fruit or a vegetable neither it's it's kind of like <laughs> What's a, it's a flower. It's not a fruit what? or a vegetable, you know, like so be a flower, you eat other flowers. Well, think about it. Like, uh, you can go to an Italian restaurant and sometimes get like, um, a zucchini blossom filled with like cheese, you know? Mm. And so is that zucchini block? It's a flower. And so it's closer to a vegetable because it's just like eating leaves, like a salad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I totally get it. I was just, it occurred to me when you were talking about the, the plant. Yep. Frustrated fruits somebody put out. Frustrated <laughs> fruits. Speaking of frustrated fruits, 31 members of the House sent a bipartisan letter over to the DEA as it contemplates its scheduling review. Again, out of marijuana moment. Uh, the letter is at the bottom. Otherwise, we try to we try to pop this out, but we've had some issues like with this document cloud. It just it loads a blank screen, unfortunately. But uh, here it is, and we have some of it. This is to the Honorable Ann Milgram, dated October twenty seventh. So this is just a Friday. Breaking news on a Friday in cannabis legalization. Thirty eight states has enacted medical twenty three through uh, decriminalization of adult use. What's the what's the question, Mickey? Uh, I fucking forget. <laughs> it is he is in o Oregon, by the way. It's a wonderful place. I've been smoking for a while too. So, <laughs> but I like this part of the letter. The decision to schedule marijuana was rooted in stigma. Uh, I'm not sure if I would have used a passive tense of whatever, uh, in stigma rather than an ev evidence-based process. And it is time to fully remedy this wrong. 
I would revise that sentence substantially. Moving marijuana to Schedule 3 would be an important step in the right direction, but it is not sufficient. I would have also revised that to say insufficient to correct the wrongs of federal prohibition. And then I would not have put or to and meaningly address the federally stage gap on cannabis policy, federal to state gap on it. But um, yeah, the argument, let's see, the argument stigma, like stigma firmly rooted the decision to schedule marijuana. Activate the positive. Read your what was Strunk and White? Do you remember Strunk and White? Elements of Style. Did you ever read yes, that book? I do. Yeah. I have that. Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, Dan uh, Congressman didn't. Yeah. I mean, I get the arguments, but it's just like, it's like Groundhog Day, man. It's like, you know, we've been doing this. I've been known you for over almost fuck, 10, 15 11, years. years it's 15 shit, man. It's getting so on it's 15. Like, yep. Hey, at least we been, finally got a dispensary. <laughs> I mean, I mean we've, there's so much progress, dude, opposed to Wait, like. What, it should be tomorrow. In theory, tomorrow, we should get an email from the regulator. Oh, sweet. And, and, well, it, they had a 60-day review period. That 60-day review period expired yesterday, which, of course, okay. was a Saturday. So when it falls on a Saturday, I'm assuming the next business day, which is tomorrow, uh, uh, let's hope, fingers crossed, we get an email from RSM. It is a accounting firm that stands for really still McGladry, and uh, that should come tomorrow, or right. I'll email um, Vaughn over at the state. Sounds like a plan. So we got we got plans over here, man. Yes. Hey, speaking of else, who else have plans? We have a good one. This one oh, shit, is yeah. uh, a positive stock news, even though our positive stock news are few and far between. All right. Well, we are turned on our air metal because we are talking about money, bitch. <laughs> you come in and out, bro. Daily. Oh, there you I go. am. All right, now you're back now. I okay, think it was just a stream. But Chilray goes green and switched to hemp packaging for some cannabis product. I do like the guitar, though. It's fucking dope. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Along on Tilray, brah. But uh, <laughs> Canadian cannabis producer Tilray started to convert some of its packaging and product components to hemp nice. to minimize the use of single use plastics in its landfills. Oh yeah, I mean, didn't we have uh, we had one brand on before the hemp manufacturer? So it's just about yep. yeah, more we need more of this, and then we'll have less uh, plastic islands in the ocean. Well, I mean, like again, cannabis is not supposed to solve all the world's problems. You guys can actually help too. You know? <laughs> but uh, it, the company estimates this new hemp packaging program should divert about 131,000 kilos, that's 2,885 and 800 pounds, uh, of plastic from landfills each year. Uh, 288,805 pounds. That's a lot of plastic. More than I Yep. Hey. Uh, and that's that's fantastic that they're doing this. Maybe uh, hemp will continue to provide these types of things as it is industrially farmed yes I mean, we can only hope right and then i know like africa they get a huge hemp industry too so you know we just need more people to use the you know the, to put invest into it to manufacture do you know what synthetic biology is like just uh made up not from the actual ingredients and stuff 
No, it's still using DNA. Uh, and so it, right. it, it may come into the fray in the next five to 10 years through additional uh, enhancements to AI. Uh, you can print in DNA and what is hemp that they're using to make these plastics. So these types of building materials, um, oh, right, right, like right. five to 10 years, you might just be able to print DNA into uh, that type of plastic. Which well, they have, they have hemp 3D printers too. So, I mean, or hemp products you, for 3D printers. It needs an input, but I don't know what that input would, I mean, it would have to be like carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen. And like oxygen and nitrogen are two of the most abundant materials in the atmosphere. Then you just need a source of carbon. Hemp's a pretty good source of carbon. Yeah. Feeling good from that drink, huh? <laughs> it's called Trail Magic. We are not getting paid by them at all. I paid them. Yeah. Right on. Mm. Yeah. The next thing we have is shit that we weren't expecting. And, oh, yeah. and if you were not expecting this, please do tune in. Uh, we'll move it up to... How about that one? And shit we were not expecting. Dude, did you see this? See this going around today? This, uh, this came out on Friday as well. Friday, October 27th, according to yes. sciencealert.com. Shitload of ads for SEMrush. Shows what I do. Uh, scientists find cannabis compound inside a totally different plant. Mm. That's surprising. They have discovered cannabidiol, CBD, by the way, in a common Brazilian plant, opening potential avenues to produce the increasingly popular substance. This plant is known as Trema Merikintha Bloom. Trema Merikintha Bloom which is a woody shrub up to 10 meters tall, egg-shaped leaves, and fruits are yellow to bright reddish and four millimeters in diameter. They grow in the rainforest, by the way. Reported in Mexico, Central America, tropical South America, the Virgin Islands, Jamaica, Cuba, Hispaniola, Puerto Rico, and even South Florida. I wonder if you can smoke it. Um, I do not know that, but it does have <laughs> CBD... In the fruits and flowers. Okay. That's dope. I mean, the, you know, it's also found in mother's milk, right? THC. And uh, yeah, I, I believe cannabinoids are more shit than we know. Well, according to this, Trema, this might be uh, the, like, you know how they, they find herbs and then suddenly it's, it's the go-to herb the next year. So yeah. everybody will be buying Trema, which is going <laughs> to have so much CBD on Amazon. And hopefully it doesn't kill you, but we'll find out. Right. Or, uh, that's, Hey, you know, it's just like that, uh, uh, that one story that came out with the, uh, some new THC or new cannabis strain, uh, that they, they found in, uh, like California that's now on the market again. Did you see that one? Really? I did. It was not. like, uh, I mean, it's like the supposed strain was lost for 50 years or some shit. I mean, I, I don't really know too much about the lore. When I saw the t headline, I was like, there's not much. Really, that I, you know, like that one weed that, you know, puts you on the couch for two days and, and then you, you know, like it, it's all hype. Oh, shit. A hummingbird just smacked the window. Aww. Ah, Yay. that is adorable. There are literally hummingbirds Aww. behind Miggy. I'm going to have to no, hang on. Yeah. You can see behind Miggy right there to his upper left. 
hummingbirds are eating sugar. What it appears to be sugar. Yeah, but, no, they're going to town. But I think that, that's I our think show that. for the week. Yes. Hopefully, for you guys have enjoyed hanging out with us. Thank you so much. If you guys need anything, do go on over to cannabisindustrylawyer.com. We'd love to be able to help you out. And if you want to catch up with us, come to MJBizCon. We will be there in about a month. MJBizCon. Catch up with Niggy and I. We'll um, talk about these merry little hummingbirds that he saw. Yeah, hopefully this guy's okay. I think he's, oh, oh, he's, he's up. He's alive. It's all good. Clean your bong water. Clean your bong water, everybody. And don't forget to tune into the next video. Oh. We'll see you next week. Maybe we'll have a guest. If you want to be a guest, hit us up. For real.